feel free to do so, inshallah. All right, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Um, let's start off with uh, a silent recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha. Uh, just be aware of your hearts and recite Surah Al-Fatiha silently. Okay, very good. So we have some recurring people and some new people, inshallah. Um, what I want to share with you today is one of my favorite surahs in the last chapter of the uh, Quran, which is Juz'amma, right? Last, uh, 30, uh, the 30th Juz'a. Surah Al-Takathur. It's a very short surah, eight ayat, but very profound lessons that, inshallah, we can share a little bit of kind of gems from it. And then at the same time, inshallah, we'll end with, uh, as usual, uh, a dhikr meditation, inshallah, that we can continue to build upon. حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون كلا لو تعلمون علم اليقين لترون الجحيم ثم لترون so uh, the name of the surah is Takathur, and Takathur actually means the accumulation of more. It comes from the word Kathra, which means to gather more and more and to just have more right uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he starts off very powerfully uh, by saying alhaakum attakathur that this urge this desire to accumulate more and more and more and more has distracted you and um, alhaakum really comes from the root word lahu right which means distraction and and lahu um, uh, in the Arabic language, can be translated as to be to be to forget, right? That's one meaning of it. It's to become diverted from what's important and to forget it. And here we're referring to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right? Like when you forget Allah, you you everything that makes you forget Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is a distraction, basically, right? Um, and so, to preoccupy, to be to get busy with other things. Um, whether it's play, amusement, entertainment in our times, right? Netflix and YouTube and Snapchat and WhatsApp and Instagram. A lot of distraction out there. Weapons of mass distraction, right? Um, and so uh, Allah says, Alhaakum It has made you forget. It has made you turn away. It has made you unmindful. Notice, unmindful. So uh, where Allah wants us to be mindful of him, to be aware of him, to be conscious of him, 
and ta'bud Allah right? And so and uh, the concept of ihsan is to worship Allah or live your life as if you see Allah and as if He is seeing you. Whereas being unmindful and careless means you're not aware, right? And I just want to do a, like a very brief uh, exercise with all of you here, right? So um, this concept of ihsan, right? Sometimes we read it theoretically, but we don't really understand it. And so what I want you to imagine at this moment right now, right? Just try to kind of be aware and mindful of the fact that you are aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just be aware that Allah's, of Allah's presence. Notice how your state has just shifted, right? It's just a switch of awareness. Continue being aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now what I want you to do is maintain this level of awareness of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, I want you to also be aware of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of you. Allah is also, it's a, it's a reciprocal relationship, right? So just as you're aware of Allah, Allah is not busy with other things. Allah is aware of you. So it's a two-way awareness. Yes, Allah is the king of all kings. He is you know, the creator of the heavens and the earth and everything that's in between. But he's not busy. He's not distracted from you. He's, he's giving you full attention. You as an individual. That is the value that Allah has given you. That is the level of love and compassion Allah has for you. Notice your state now. You are aware that Allah is aware of you. Very good. I want to stop there and just uh, listen to some of the uh, the feedback of this just short exercise. If how, how was it for you guys? Like if anyone can share. How was that experience? Would anyone like to share? So we can have some interaction. And notice your state, it's still, it still stays that way, right? Yes, would anyone like to share anything? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Have a brother, Grant. Yes, go ahead. 
How are you, Fahad? Alhamdulillah. My friend, uh, Sister Fala, sent me the link, and I just want to give you salam and say thank you for uh, for allowing us to be part of this uh, halakha. It's uh, this is the first time that I've um, joined you, and the first time that I've experienced something uh, just like the short exercise that you asked us to do there. Um, so it's probably too soon for me to uh, tell you how it felt. Um, I think I would like to try it again and again. Um, but I think that rather than, but it's, it's very good to, as a practice to try to understand the meaning of ihsan, to practice it and feel it, to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you and that you see him in the world around you. And it's difficult sometimes to practice that uh, without praying mindfully or performing actions mindfully. And also, when you said that Allah sees us, I was also thinking that not only is Allah relating to me as a whole, but he's relating to every, every single cell in my body and permitting every function that I'm not even trying to, it's subconscious for me. And if I focus even deeper on, on those subconscious functions of which, which are happening in the background, it's subhanAllah, it's quite incredible. It is, it is indeed. Yes, brother. Uh, thank you for your participation and yeah, great feedback, inshallah. Uh, and definitely, yeah, this, this requires practice and inshallah, that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to support everyone, inshallah, to develop this, it's, it's, uh, this level of awareness, inshallah. Great. So um, going back to the discussion, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that this need to accumulate more has distracted you. And, and he continues on and says, after Al-Hakam al-Takathur, he says, Hatta zurtumul maqabir. So how long is this, is this distraction going to continue? It's going to continue one meaning of this could be until you basically visit your grave, meaning until you uh, leave this world, right? And leave this world in, in its physical form. And so it's in a way, Allah's kind of summarizing the life of a person who has spent his entire life uh, being distracted of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, in just these two short verses, you know, so it's, it's really incredible how Allah sums up the entire life, right? That you've spent your entire life being distracted and being busy with just accumulating more and more and more. And here accumulation could be many things, right? It could be accumulation of money, mainly worldly things, right? That's what Allah's uh, highlighting here, right? Uh, worldly things that distract you from the real purpose of life, that distract you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that distract you from seeking his closeness so and we're not saying we need to hate this world or we need to you know um leave this world and just go in some mountain and meditate you know for uh, 40 years no that's what we're saying what you're saying is the the real believer the real muhsin is the one who is able to function in life and excel in this and in, in life right in whatever area you're you're uh working in right Ihsan is not just that state of being aware of Allah and Allah being aware of you. It's, it's also Ihsan in everything, right? Allah says. 
that those who do ihsan, Allah will give them ihsan and everything, right? So seeking excellence in your akhlaq, in your character, in the, you know, dealings with others. Seeking ihsan in your work, seeking ihsan in the way you cook, seeking ihsan in your parenting, seeking ihsan with your parents, uh, which is a big one, right? ihsana, very high level, right? In everything you do, subhanAllah, ihsan, right? And, uh, you know, I remember my teacher would tell me, subhanAllah, like even um, things like, you know, objects, right? You have an object in your hand and you place it down, right? So he would, he would advise, let me just show, show the camera, right? Uh, so he would advise that, you know, if, if you, if you want to practice ihsan with a calculator, you place it down gently, right? You don't do that. Right, so, um, and that applies to washing dishes and you know eating. Sometimes we eat and like you, you can hear the sound of the fork and the knife on the plates. And so, Subhanallah, you know this is uh, it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle. Ihsan is a lifestyle actually. Um, and so Allah is saying, yes, you live in this world, right? But you are with Allah all the time. You're mindful of Allah all the time as you are doing your day-to-day chores, as you're going to the gym, as you're walking on the beach, as you're going to the park, as you're uh, you know, having a candlelight dinner with your spouse, whatever it is, right? That distraction is not there. And so another meaning of hatta zurtum al-maqabir could be literally visiting the graves. Like when you just go and visit the graveyard, what happens? You, it's like a reality check, right, of life. Um, of you remember that your loved ones who are no longer here in this world uh, in their physical form you are contemplating on the reality of death you're contemplating on the fact that subhanallah even the word zurtum al-maqabir what does it highlight that um, you know you're going to be visiting you know when you do a ziyara to someone's house it's a temporary thing right like guests who stay too long can be annoying, right? So the whole point of being a guest is that you're there temporarily, um, you know, for a couple of, an hour or two, or if you're visiting the country, then for a day or two or three, or whatever it is, but it's temporary, right? So it's as if Allah is also saying that this visit to the grave is temporary because there is, it's only a transition. Death is only a transition into the, into the real life that awaits us, which is the akhirah. And so another way to understand is that this takathur, this need to accumulate more and more, has distracted you from akhirah, right? And you know, one of the like the most beautiful uh, hadiths of the Prophet which which like really kind of put this idea into perspective, is the scene on the Day of Judgment where you know qamat al-sa'ah, right? Like this, the qiyamah has has uh, started basically, and the Prophet said that if if you're in, you have in your hand a plant. And the hour has begun. What do you do? You you still plant that seed, right? You still make sure that you do some good to the earth. Now, it logically it doesn't make sense because logically you think that wait a second. I mean, if I plant this seed and and this world is going to end in a couple of minutes or a couple of whatever hours, right? What's the point? No one's going to benefit from the the fruit of this plant, right? It's going to I mean, it's over, right? So there's no point. That's, that's the logic. That's the mind, right? But uh, yani Allah teaches us to think in a completely different way. And that is of 
just doing good for the sake of doing good because that's really your being that's who you are right um you're not doing good for anybody else you're not doing good to seek pleasure you're not doing good or pleasure from worldly you know uh means i'm saying you're not doing good to seek fame you're not doing good to show off you're not doing good to prove anything you're not doing good to seek recognition you're doing good because that's what defines you as a person right goodness flows out of you naturally and so you know it gives us a perspective on how like we sometimes like this need for more and more the need for more money the need for more uh, assets the need for more like this these desires that you have right like if i would ask every single one of you to write down a list of things you want a list of things you desire it's going to be an endless list right desire a nicer car desire a bigger home i desire a second home i desire a weekend beach home i desire uh, more children possibly i desire to get married if you're not married I desire to have children. If I, I don't have children yet. Um, I desire for for a promotion. I desire for uh, you know an IPO of my business so I can exit right. Uh, and so, subhanallah, like their desires are endless. And you know, we live in that world where these desires are marketed to us in a in a very aggressive way, right? Uh, and subhanallah, one of the takathurs today is I desire more, like, especially for those people who are like active on social media, I desire more likes. I desire more followings. I desire more fame. Um, in the inter- entertainment industry, I desire to finish the entire series. I desire to watch more. This desire to even to know more, right? Uh, it's, it's actually a, a desire at the end of the day, right? Um, and it can be very tiring. It can be very exhaustive because there's no end to it. So what Allah is telling us is that this takathur is um, not healthy for us, right? Because it's... You're comp- and a takathar actually the, the format of the word means there's a sense of competition so you're doing it with with each other right um, which means that you're you're doing takathar I'm doing takathar and we're all doing takathar and it's like this you have more than me and, and I have more than you and so there's this sense of competition right and um, well he has a promotion I need to get a promotion also she just got a new car I need to get a new car she just got that Gucci bag I need a better bag you know and, and her children go to that school, I need to send my children to that school. So there's a sense of even, which is really the ego, right? Which, with, which identifies with being better than the other. And so just this drive to be better than the other is just distracting you. It's, um, and so subhanAllah, you know, the, the prophetic advice is visit the graves. And Allah even called maut um, or death as the destroyer of temptations, right? Because when you remember death, then your temptation to see the haram, your temptation to listen to the haram, to listen to gossip, the temptation to see or to say stuff that is haram, to gossip, to lie, to backbite, 
uh, even to consume haram, right? Like whether it's uh, in tox like toxins and uh, uh, things that are not good for your body, vaping, smoking, whatever it is, right? Alcohol. Um, and so all of these shahawat, these temptations get destroyed when you remember death. But then the, the system we live in is designed to make us forget death and to be obsessed with life and to be, to be obsessed with uh, buying more and consuming more and just, you know, um, being a blind consumer. And even like with all due respect, I spent a lot of years in the, even in the self-development world, right? Um, there's a slight deception to the whole thing because it's, it's, you know, worldly focused, right? Where's the akhirah? Like, where are your goals for akhirah and your life planning, you know? And so um, it can be very, uh, very depressing, actually. And that's one of the causes of mental health issues today with people with depression and anxiety is because they're seeking happiness from this takatur which is never ending they're attaching their happiness to something that is never ending like okay you're going to get that car there's always going to be a better car you're going to get the promotion you need a better promotion you move to that neighborhood you need to move. there's no end to it right and so this greed takatur also means there's a sense of greed right like you want to hold on to your stuff whereas uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us in the Prophet's teachings was of generosity, of giving, of spending. So takathur also has the sense of like being attached to you, to your possessions, right? You don't wanna you don't wanna let go of them, which can lead to greed in your heart, right? Whereas detachment from this world, right? gives you that sense of peace. That is the ultimate freedom, actually, is when you detach from this world and attach yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, which is really the fundamental meaning of la ilaha illallah, right? La ilaha, I detach myself from all worldly things. Illallah, and I attach myself to Allah and Allah alone. Allah will be the source of my strength. Allah will be the source of my provisions. Allah will be the source of my happiness. Allah will be the source of my peace, my comfort, my security my love, everything I need. Everything I need, I can get from Allah, the source, of the, the source, right? The ultimate source of everything. And so when you have Allah, you have everything. When you don't have Allah, you have nothing, right? And so, um, you know, takathar is, is a great business model, actually, for, for people who are in business because there's no end to how much consumers can buy, right? And using the latest marketing techniques, you can constantly sell, 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 market and sell, market and sell. And, you know, that's why you have, uh, you know, uh, look at like people like Jeff Bezos and, and uh, you know, um, all of these centi, they call them centi billionaires, right? Because they've crossed like the hundred billion mark, which is like, uh, I mean, very difficult to comprehend even. But why are they becoming, why are they accumulating, why are they getting so much more richer? It's because the consumption has increased so much. And especially with Corona now, like Amazon has been on fire, right? Everyone's been ordering online. There's nothing better to do. Takathur, takathur, takathur. Whereas, and so what's the question? What are we distracted from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the, the ultimate purpose, like we said last week, right? Is 
for us to know Allah, ma'rifatullah, iyyaka na'bud, right? We seek to know you. Wa iyyaka nasta'in and we seek your help to seek closeness to you. These, this is it. Knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking his closeness. That is, that is the real purpose, right? And that is true happiness. That pursuit is really the happiness, right? Uh, I remember that movie, Pursuit of Happiness, right? Will Smith movie, nice movie. But again, it's about seeking happiness from worldly success. But for a believer, the pursuit itself gives us happiness, you see? We're not in pursuit of happiness. A believer is happy in the present moment because he is pursuing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's pursuing Allah's knowledge. He's pursuing Allah's closeness. Isn't that amazing, right? right? So you, like, the journey itself is beautiful. The journey itself is filled with bliss. Will you have challenges? Will you have difficulties? Absolutely, that's part of life, right? But your inner state is what we're talking about here, right? Your inner state is not distracted. So takathur, attachment to the material world. Um, and you know, a very interesting concept of spiritual generosity, right? Um, SubhanAllah, it's, it's really like uh, next level stuff, right? So when you think of generosity, what comes to your mind is, because again, takathur means you're greedy, but the opposite of that is Allah wants us to be people. From whatever Allah has provided us, we spend, we give, we share, right? Because nothing belongs to us anyway, right? This is all a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are simply expected to be good stewards of what we've been given. How do we spend it? How do we invest it? How do we share it? And so we think of generous people as people who, you know, give charity and, and help with money. They help the orphans, they help the needy. But what is spiritual generosity? Spiritual generosity is when you, subhanAllah, you know, um, as you get on the path of seeking Allah's pleasure and seeking closeness to Him and reaching this level of not just a nafs and nafs al mutma'inna, but a nafs al radiya mardiya, right? The, the teachers, they tell us that these are the highest, highest levels, right? Ya ayyatuha nafs al mutma'inna. So it begins with the nafs al mutma'inna. You are this tranquil, a tranquil, peaceful nafs. But then you end up being radiya, being satisfied with Allah. Satisfied with radiya means you're satisfied with everything. You have no complaints, zero complaints. Regardless of the external challenges in your life you have surrendered you have submitted you have accepted and you are fine with it in fact you're grateful for it because anything that comes from allah is, is only good right it may in in, in the in a short-term sense seem bad right but in the bigger scheme of things it's good that's radiya, you're satisfied. But mardiya means Allah satisfied with you, right? And that is right, the ultimate kind of uh, state of a believer that, that we should be seeking. So what is spiritual generosity? Is when you are accumulating all these good deeds, although that's not your focus, right? Allah is raising your ranks. But then you, between you and Allah, you 
donate or you give from your own the ajr that you've accumulated, your rewards, right? So, so you basically, between you and Allah, you say, Ya Allah, you know what? All the good deeds I'm doing, transfer that into the credit of, into the accounts of all the sinners in the world. Transfer all of my good deeds to all the criminals in the world. Transfer my good deeds to all the non-believers in the world. Transfer all my credits to all the um, so-called you know, bad people in the world today. Although we're in no position to judge good or bad, uh, you know, right or wrong. Allah is the ultimate judge. In al-hukmu illa lillah. But just for the sake of the example, so you're donating, you're donating your ajr, your rewards to even your enemies. SubhanAllah, you know? And that was the prophetic way. It's, it's, it's really beyond, generosity is just beyond uh, monetary things, right? And um, so that is the other extreme, right? On one hand, you have takathur, people who are just holding on to this stuff and they just want more and more and more and they compete. But then the believers are aware of Allah's pata, they're aware of their purpose, knowledge of Allah, closeness to Allah. And therefore, they're detached from this world. Therefore, giving becomes easy. Right? Giving becomes natural. Giving becomes just a, a, like it flows out of you, right? You don't hesitate. You don't think. And at the same time, you're aware of the unfortunate, right? Those who are still not fortunate to find Allah's plan, those who are still not fortunate to find this peace, you give them from all the spiritual rewards that Allah has given you. So you donate to them. Isn't that incredible? SubhanAllah. And of course, we have this idea of perpetual perspective, the concept of sadaqa jariya, right? You, you, right? Um, Allah gave us an opportunity to invest in things spiritually that have long-lasting effect even after you, you, you leave this world, right? Physically. So uh, this was what I wanted to share. Um, just the beginning of Al-Hakam Al-Takathar. Inshallah, some other day we can, we can look at the other ayat, but I can, we can talk about this surah for many, many hours. Yeah. But just these first two ayat was what I want to share with you. And I'd like to, inshallah, as usual, end with a short meditation, inshallah. So if you could all get comfortable, inshallah, and um, leave everything that you have. And just uh, simply start breathing from your nose, inhaling and exhaling from the nose. Deeply. As you inhale, I want you to imagine cool light entering and lighting up your heart. And as you exhale, imagine dark smoke leaving your heart and coming out of your nose. Inhale cool light, exhale dark smoke. Very good. We'll move into our first dhikr. Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil. Be aware of your heart and we need to repeat this silently without moving your lips or making any sound. 
hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil hasbunallah means allah is enough for us i don't need anybody else except allah when i have allah i have everything hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil is what an amazing way to trust right there's there's nobody that we can trust better than allah we can trust allah with everything and i want you to focus on the feelings here not it's not a mental exercise be aware of the feeling allow yourself to hand over all your affairs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's like you're giving him a, a general power of attorney over all your affairs with the full trust that he is capable of taking care of them in a in the best way hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil some of you are still hesitating so allow yourself to trust trust that allah you can trust him he is al wakil after all one of his beautiful names is al wakil the one you can trust fully the one you can entrust with everything that you have and start handing over all your affairs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of your problems hand them over to allah let him take care of them in the best way all your challenges all your goals and dreams and desires hand them over to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieve yourself from that burden be aware of your states be aware of your feelings as you hand over all your affairs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil there's a sense of relief there's a sense of this burden lifting off of your shoulders and there's a feeling of security and safety there's no fear you feel safe feel secure that everything is being taken care of perfectly you can relax hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil very good let's move on to the second dhikr astaghfirullah alazim astaghfirullah alazim And istighfar is all about focusing on Allah al-Ghafoor al-Azim, right? It's not about focusing on your mistakes or your flaws or your shortcomings. You're not supposed to, it's not a guilt trip. It's not about being stuck in the past with guilt and regret and sadness and no. With istighfar, there's closeness to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is a sense of compassion and love you're just going back embracing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allah allah is embracing you knowing 
everything you did. And you don't need to justify and explain anything, why you did it and what the situation was. Allah already knows. He's fully aware of your situation and he understands. He understands your weaknesses. Just like a child makes a mistake and just runs into the mother's arms with no words, possibly just tears. Istighfar is you going back to Allah with no words, just love and closeness. Astaghfirullah Imagine Allah's maghfirah as a waterfall coming down forcefully with a transformative power within it to cleanse you and purify you. Allow that forceful waterfall to completely cleanse you and purify you and beautify you and empower you. Istighfar is empowering. As you get close to Allah, Allah empowers you. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. And Allah is al-Azim, notice. So He's greater than all of your sins, right? So don't say, oh no, but this sin is too big. Or that sin is so big, it can't be forgiven. No, Allah is azim. There's azamah in his maghfirah. No matter how big your sin is, Allah's maghfirah is greater. Feel that sense of love and compassion that Allah has for you. And be grateful for how easy it is to do istighfar. Prophet would do istighfar a hundred times a day. There's this beauty to it. Okay, moving on to the third one, the third dhikr. La ilaha illallah al malikul haqqul mubin. La ilaha illallah al malikul haqqul mubin. So la ilaha illallah, I detach myself from all worldly things and attach myself only and only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is my anchor. And then three names of Allah, al-Malik, the king, al-Haq, the real, al-Mubin, the manifest. As you repeat this, Be aware of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Majesty being the King. La ilaha illallah, al-Malik, al-Haq, al-Mubin. There is a heaviness in this dhikr that you should be feeling. With the presence of Allah comes heaviness because of His Majesty, because of His glory. So to feel the sense of humility 
the Arabic word for that is khashya, right? Even khashya. Your entire body should feel humbled in the presence of the king, the real, the manifest. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubeen. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubeen. La ilaha illallah al-malik al-haqq al-mubeen. Very good. Let's move on to the final one. And this is, of course, the climax. Salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And again, feel the closest of the Prophet ﷺ to you. Feel his compassion towards you. He's extremely merciful and compassionate and gentle with the believers. Feel the Prophet's love for you, his concern for you, his support for you. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. The key to know Allah is love of Rasulullah. The key to closeness to Allah is love of Rasulullah. Feel his presence. Feel his compassion. We call his amazing character. We have only sent you as a mercy to all of mankind. And you are verily on the best character. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. The Prophet has a very, very, very special station with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the teaching of the Prophet Are such a means for us to be grateful, right? It's the most perfect way to live, most perfect teachings, the most pure teachings. And of course, even the Quran that has come to us from our beloved Prophet Muhammad says, priceless gift till the end of time. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allah himself says in the Quran, Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-Nabi. Ya ayuhu al-ladhina amanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allah and the angels 
are sending peace and blessings to the Prophet. Can you imagine this? Allah Himself and all the angels are sending, constantly sending peace and blessings to the Prophet. Then He commands us, Ya Ladina Amanu, Sallu Alayhi wa Sallimu He's asking us to do the same so that we're all synchronized, we're all aligned with this harmonious flow. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And this gives us an appreciation of the sunnah of the Prophet the way of the Prophet the teaching of the Prophet Our love for the Prophet is translated into following him, following his teachings, following his priceless advice, and all the values he's given us. Feel the sense of belongingness to him. being a part of his ummah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. All right, alhamdulillah. We've come to the end of our session and uh, alhamdulillah it's um, we went a little bit over uh, 45 minutes, but I'm done. And um, I hope, inshallah, you found this beneficial. We ask Allah to accept all of your efforts to spend some time from your busy schedules to remember him and to talk about him and, and to do this dhikr, right? This is the real inner work that our hearts need on a regular basis, on a daily basis. It's like you brush your teeth, you take a shower, you have breakfast, lunch, dinner. You gotta give your heart a dose, a daily dose of dhikr. This is the best medication for all mental health issues. And you know, as you do dhikr, you're Heart lights, lightens up, it opens up. All the impurities start going away. And then as you expand and as you Allah makes your nafs more purified, then you start noticing that all the problems in life, all the worries, all the difficulties, all the drama is actually becoming smaller. You, as you become bigger, the problems get smaller, more insignificant, becomes easier to handle, easier to manage because... You're now focused, you're aligned with Allah. Your objective is knowledge of Allah and closeness to Allah. You're attached to Allah alone, you trust Him, you surrender to Him. And so dhikr is very, very powerful. And especially this dhikr that I'm giving you is, um, there's a spiritual reality behind it, you know? So I didn't come up with it or anything. This has been passed down uh, to me from my teachers. And it, is, it has a, a spiritual chain behind it that has a lot of, inshallah, uh, barakah in it. So feel free to use it. 
you can repeat it 10 times, each one 10 times in one sitting, right? So, Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil 10 times. Astaghfirullah al-Azim 10 times. La ilaha illallah al-Malik al-Haqq al-Mubin 10 times. And then Salawat of the Prophet Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 10 times. It shouldn't take more than 10 minutes, 15 minutes, depends on your speed. But highly recommend in the world of distraction we're in, in the world of uh, deception, uh, this is your, like, this is what can, inshallah, save you and, and give you that strength to cope with all the challenges in life, inshallah. So I'm done, inshallah. If you have any questions, um, I'm here. Otherwise, you feel free to, inshallah, uh, leave whenever you want. But we can take questions, comments, feedback, if, you, if anyone has, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you, Fahad. That was a very beautiful session. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Noura. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, brother. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah.